welcome back to the PCP. I'm going to give this another shot because I messed up my first recording. Uh, Dennis has gotten things under control, more or less, and he's guided me to having a more proper setup so I sound less like shit. Uh, still, I question why people are listening to this, but thank you for taking this trip, and off we go. We're off to Nam, and hopping in the time travel machine for this. In one of my six trips, from uh, what I can recollect, uh, yes, yeah, six trips. So my very first one was in '94 with the bro and the old man, because um, you know my old man, like he had sent pictures of me and the bro back back home, right? I call it back home, you know, like I was born in Canada, but uh, you know, for me, I'm kind of split between um, as in the early episode, I'm kind of split between here and and Nam. You know, I've only spent very limited time in Vietnam. And I will call it Nam, um, because that's just the thing I do. It confuses the hell out of everybody, as if like I'm pretending to be like a, you know, a Vietnamese War veteran. I just like calling it that because I'm lazy, right? Uh, so this first trip, and it unfortunately, was the only time I ever saw uh, my dad's mom, my my grandma, and uh, she gave us both. Me and the bro, gold, 24 karat gold pendants. My brother says, I don't know where mine went. I, I'm thoroughly upset. I, I lost track of it. I, I have no idea where it went. I don't know if I threw it out by accident. Or I'm, it's just stupid. You know, I'm sure if grandma's alive, she, you know, she'd probably say, tell me. It's not important, right? And you know, I still, you know, it's been 19 years since, she, well, almost 19 years since she's passed. And, and I, I miss her. Right, it's kind of weird, and like I'm um, actually, she passed in 2002 after uh, Manti five. She had been stricken by a stroke, so she was ha half paralyzed. And um, you know, my Auntie five, uh, I think she had been sick too. So and they, they were very close. Um, and uh, you know, parents try, you know, try not to play favorites and stuff, but um, you know, and I think you know most my dad, aunts, and uncles, you know, probably weren't upset, but they, they knew, like, Auntie Five was her favorite, because Auntie Five passed one day, and Grandma was so heartbroken, she passed the next day. And that was in 2002, and um, later that year, actually, my mom's mom, my other grandma, passed, and uh, to me, it was a bit devastating. I, you know, I've, I've read stories, horror stories of, you know, people who've had bad grandmothers, and I was kind of lucky that you know, both my grandmas I couldn't communicate with, right? But it was very clear that, you know, they both loved me and the bro, right? They both thought about us a lot. And, but yeah. Uh, so, anyways, rewinding back the clock. So, in 94, uh, you know, we got to meet her and meet my dad's side, right? Um, I've kind of like, kind of two big cohorts of cousins. Uh, my dad is uh, the third youngest sibling, right? So, like, I'm closer in age to uh, his youngest brother's uh, kids. Uh, his younger sister, she never ha she never got married. She never had any kids. And, um, you know, his older brother and, aunt like, so Uncle Six and Auntie Five, their kids are, some of them were closer age, m most of them were older. Uh, but yeah, Auntie 2 and Auntie 3's kids, like, generally were much older, like, 10 plus years, right? So, you know, they kind of lorded it over me and the bro. Like, I was, 
14 at the time, uh, and bro was 10, uh, 11, right? And, you know, we both didn't have Vietnamese, so, you know, it was kind of, like, hard to communicate, um, hard time adjusting to the food. Uh, my mom packed a whole bunch of snacks. She actually got into an argument with my old man about this, and, you know, we actually lived on this for a bit until uh, we got used to eating the food there. And uh, that included duck curry one day. And, you know, to preface this, me and the bro, we're very much city city guys. I had born raised in the city, right? You know, as we time grew on, like, you know, I had forays into the country. But, you know, we didn't weren't used to things in the country, including raising animals for food. Because, you know, when we got there, um, there were four white ducks. And one day there was only three. And that's the day we had duck curry. And, you know, I was really squeamish. I was squeamish until probably a few years after, uh, or probably after university. Like, I didn't do uh, um, dissection, like, a, on a dead frog in high school, right? I failed that section. I, I accepted the zero because I was like, nope, I'm not doing this, right? I joined two other girls, one who was also squeamish, and everyone was like, you know, she actually is justified, and, you know, she's like, I, you know, I don't condone animal torture or whatever, and she never refused to do it. Anyways, um, you know, there are quite a number of things. Oh, and I just remembered, um, you know, my bro wanted French fries, so but he wanted with ketchup. And so the uncle actually went out and got potatoes. He cut them up as per my dad's instructions how to make French fries, and we made it. And But, you know, they didn't have ketchup back then, especially in the countryside, right? So he kind of made a tomato sauce, and my bro was upset because it wasn't like what it was, you know, what he was expecting like back here in Canada, right? It's something you know, he learned, and um, my uncle he actually was he quite liked it. <laughs> uh, you know he, you know he unfortunately uh, Uncle Lasky we'll, we'll call him, um, he's passed on to he passed on two years ago, uh, but he was. Quite the character. I, I think uh, you know, being the youngest, uh, kind of get you kind of get away with a little, a few more things, right? Yeah. Uh, and with a big family and with such many older sisters, I think you know he he was kept in his place. But I think I think maybe driven the spirit of rebellion in him at times too. Because uh, there's another thing in the last few years before uh, he passed away, he'd like to. He actually made fried rice with pineapple. Everyone thought it was disgusting. Uh, my dad's family, except for him, because my dad had told him to do that. Because it was like, you know, it's a good way of incorporating, uh, you know, extra fruit, extra vitamins into your food, right? And you know, I can hear the people screaming, the people who hate pineapple and pizza, and you can go stuff it, because you know, maybe because it's can, you know, Canadian and we like Hawaiian pizza. I don't even know why it's called that, but it's fine with me. Right, to each their own. Right. In any case, uh, food-wise, it was a little bit of a challenge. Some of the other challenge included actually going to the washroom. Um, so my my relatives installed a toilet, and they had a water line from the thing, but it wasn't connected to the toilet. So you know the toilet had the bowl, the tank, but the tank wasn't connected to the water system. We actually had to like manually from uh, a tap and you know pour it in the bowl and to manually flush it right and my, my dad says you know don't make a fuss this is a big deal for them right 
you know, they, I think my aunt, well, I had to send, send some money home back to get them to do this, you know, to have it installed, right? Uh, because we learned normally, uh, so my, my auntie too, she lived right beside grandma's place. And one day, you know, I went to the back and you can see, you know, they didn't have a fence or anything like that. Can we, I think it's just, they're just, the, both backyards are kind of connected, but it's like, kind of like the back forest, just kind of wild back there. It's where you go throw your, you know, extra junk. They didn't have like trash collection service back then. I don't know if they, that now if they do or not, but in any case. So one day I was like, so grandma, you know, Auntie Two's kind of squatting and she was taking a leak onto a concrete pad, but it a little kind of like privacy offense, you know, up to, you know, the, her knee height where she's squatting. I was, she got me staring and it's like, you know, this is how we do it here, here, nephew. I'm like, oh, okay. And I kept going. Right. There were ducks to feed. Uh, there were other kids in the neighborhood and one of them took a uh, great pride in showing us. He's like, you know, he told us like, you know, cause everything was new for us. And like, uh, he was a little bit, punk. I don't know if he's still around or not. I have to, I forget. I should check, see if he's actually even still alive. Uh, but he ran over to this kind of this hut on stilts. It was a tiny hut, just enough to kind of like, you know, surround like a chair or a sitting area. Right. And it was, uh, on stilts over this pond and you know, like same thing, I'll take a dump, right. You know, fell into the pond and then fish jumped up and ate a shit. Right. That was, it was, uh, interesting. Uh, I got sick quite a bit. Uh, you know, if you read history, you know, many people who are not climatized to the, uh, you know, well, nice to the climate, the weather, uh, the food, the water, um, you know, you can get deathly ill. Uh, thankfully we, at this point, you know, we have medicines and under, better understanding of diseases. I still got sick of shit because I have the terrible immune system. It's good as the French in, uh, good as Vichy France in World War II. But there one day, like we crossed the river to go to market. And I had to go bad. It was like, I'm going to shit myself. So I, I found an empty, empty hut, like a literal one room hut. I took a shit in the middle of it. And I was like, oh, sh oh crap. I don't have anything to wipe. But luckily I found a, one page of an old newspaper and I wiped my ass with it. And I covered my pile of shit. And there was a window, like a, an opening in the one wall where the door was. And I think my uncle or cousin, like, they wondered, like, you know, where I run off. And they took a quick peek and they saw me, like, you know, concentrating, taking a dump. And, you know, left me to my own devices. And then made fun of me for the rest of the trip while we were there. Uh, oh, yeah. I remember, uh, so our trip was only supposed to be a few weeks. But my old man lost track of time. And he forgot to check in. And we actually had to stay there an extra two weeks. Because cause we missed our check-in. We didn't have seats we were reserved for our flight. So you had to change our, our seats or change our flight date. Uh, which gave me longer time to hang out with the chick next door. Um, she was the second girl I kind of, uh, kind of hooked, uh, hooked on to. Uh, first was a girl from a couple of houses down the other way, right? And uh, we were playing, um, you know, you know, rain started to come, and like this is monsoon season, so we we were there in like I think July August, and you know, when it rains. You can take a shower in it, and it's a war warm rain. Not like, you know, just kind of like lukewarm. It's like pretty warm. It was such a contrast to, you know, the cold rains, very cold rains used to in Edmonton. 
And it was quite fascinating actually to be able to take a shower in such a heavy downpour, right? And, uh, you know, downpour is heavy enough, like, you know, uh, you know, they actually collect, people collect the rainwater, right? And, you know, uh, you know, after, uh, the big, these massive vats, um, like you could fit like four or five people in there, you know, collect this rainwater, you would take, uh, alum, alum, uh, stone alum and kind of swirl it around in the water, right? Because alum, uh, makes the dust um, coagulate and settles out to the bottom, right? So you have, you know, good drinking water, which you didn't have to pay the county for. And anyways, got caught on the rain and like, you know, I've been talking to this the one girl and she said, you know, like, oh, let's go to my place. And I just kind of, you know, followed her, you know, dumb and full of hormones, right? And played cards with her, uh, her and her family. And after the rain stopped, right, you know, my relatives have been looking for me and they gave me absolute hell for following this girl, and I never talked to her again, right? And she was really cute, um, but I asked my dad, like, just a few years ago, so this is way long time later, and he told me that those, that family actually dealt drugs. I was like, oh. And I asked her, like, well, what happened to that girl? It's like, and he, my old man, like, he wasn't sure, but I think he, t and I'm not clear on this, I think you know, they got caught by the cops, but she kind of took the rap for her whole family. And I think she either went to jail and died or she was executed. Because uh, in East Asia, drug trafficking is dealt with very heavily-handedly, right? There is no rehabilitation. There is no mercy. It is, yeah, I, I'm actually more terrified of going to jail in Asia than in any place in the world. So maybe like, you know, uh... You know, Western Asia, the Middle East, people call it, or maybe in Africa, because I, I don't know what the jail system is like, is there? I know in East Asia, you know, like, you know, if you get beaten in jail without cause here in, in the West, right, you can get sued. And there, that's just a normal thing, right? You're lucky, I think, you even get food and, you know, only a light beating, depending on your crime, of course. Uh, any case, so, you know, I started hanging with the chick on the other side, <laughs> right, and, uh, you know, she eventually got married to someone else, so nothing came of it there. That uh, I I learned thought about it later because you know I thought about it quite a bit, right? And I actually never dated in high school. And I think uh, the reason for that was because um, I was you know still thinking of her, right? My loss more than anything. Uh, then so yeah, just kind of talking about how I get sick. There's one time we were swimming in the little. Um, creek in front of my my relative's place this creek that joined into the main river there uh, i don't know what the name is but uh i could look it up i'm too lazy and in any case you know i learned that you know trash is kind of scattered everywhere and people just throw things wherever like you know as long as it's not like in their house right they don't put on the road you know common areas into the streams rivers and i learned the hard way that included Broken pottery, because I cut my big toe on it. And, it's, you know, I yelled and I pulled my leg up, right? And I saw the blood gushing out, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. And I was correct, because I had such a massive fever. I don't even know what I got. Uh, I was on the verge of death for, I think, at least a week. It felt longer, because I was passing in and out of consciousness. At one point, um, doctor came by, uh, not to our place, but the doctor came by to the town. And we went to go see him. And uh, at this point, you know, there was no disposable plastic needles 
so there's this doctor was still using the old school glass needles and to serialize it he put it into a boiling cup of water like continuously boiling and to make sure it's remained sterilized you know as soon as he pulled it out of the water you know he filled it with medicine and jabbed it into my stomach it felt like i was being filled with lava and my bro said like at that point like i was like kind of crippled i from the pain and from fever and everything but my bro said i had arrived like you know i was like a pack of you know insane snakes so yeah good time good time um i actually got sick again because after i got a little bit better after that you know i went to play kind of a tag like game and i fell into a puddle and yeah i was sick like extra sick for a couple more days and after that you know my dad said you're not doing anything except you know staying alive uh yeah so on a completely different topic uh, there was one day, there was some commotion outside, and we ran, everyone ran outside, and, you know, I had to ask my dad, you know, like, hey, Dad, you know, what's going on? It's like, there's a rat, son, They're trying to catch a rat. I'm like, what? Because in my mind, you know, like, being a city guy, right, it's that, you know, you don't eat rats. But field rats can be eaten, because they're, you know, they're not necessarily as dirty, right? And it's a big deal to, to you know, catch and, you know, eat one. And uh, a few years ago, the ex told me that, you know, it was, it was still a big deal even, like, uh, a few years back. I don't know, you know, I'm assuming now, but, you know, I, I don't have a source, so I, I don't know. But it was a big deal if you had rat meat for your wedding, because it means, you know, you were showing off how rich you were, or pretending to how, be how rich you were. But any case, back to chasing a rat, like, uh, you know, they, you know, there was a lot of yelling, a lot of trying to herd this rat. And uh, my relatives used to have this gigantic palm tree. Uh, it was so tall, it kind of curved out over the stream in front of my relative's place, my grandma's place. And the rat ran up there, and so someone grabbed a long bamboo pole and, you know, was trying to knock it off. I think they did, but no one's able to get a hold of it and kind of pissed off. Uh, so, animal continued to be on the animal track. Like, at that time, there weren't a lot of lights. There's very little light pollution, uh, what we consider light pollution now in the countryside. And so lots of critters would just kind of move around at night. And, you know, you bring up flashlights and go, you know, kind of look for them. And the cousins, you know, took me and the bro out. And, you know, we found mudskippers. And this, you know, it kind of was fascinating because, you know, this fish that would hop out out of the, you know, water and kind of move around. And, you know, they caught one and showed us. I think they found a turtle too, right? And I think nowadays, you know, it's very few animals in any popular area because, uh, my dad told me they people have eaten them all. Like you used to be able to just kind of hop in the stream, get a net, right, catch a few shrimp, and you know, have a have a you know decent lunch. And now it's you spend hours, and you know, might catch one. I think I saw that girl's husband uh, one of the times I was there. I think it was in two thousand two. He was like trolling for hours and to get a few shrimp for him and his family. But any case, so the these mudskippers, you know, the first time you see them, it's very fascinating. Uh, I I seen them like in, being sold in pet stores in Canada. They're not too difficult to care for, but it's a little more work because you need like brackish water um, at points. You know, I, I didn't really look too much. Anyways, my cousin caught a cup, caught one or two and showed me and the bro and then fed them to the ducks. Right? It's like, yeah, it's good for the ducks. I'm like, I bet. But, uh, it, you know, so the trip to Nam at some point was over. Uh, you know, we got back to the airport and my dad had a fanny pack and, uh, you know, he, which he carried actually, you know, uh, with some American money in it. 
and like I remember him getting mad at the X-ray exit X-ray uh, for immigration. I think they told him to get his fanny pack, and like he he was like I think they said something to piss him off. Like at that point, my dad was had a really bad temper, and he kind of just threw the fanny pack in there. And then after we passed through, my dad checked. He's like, "Fuck, they stole the money, right?" And at that point, we weren't really uh, I think we weren't broke, but it was money was very much a concern because uh, I remember when we got back. And now, years afterwards, my mom would still harp about how he lost hundreds of dollars from that fanny pack. And, um, yeah, that was, uh, I don't know about the being at the end. It was, it was, I think, well on the way to the end of my, my parents' marriage. Uh, but, um, any case, that was the first trip to Nam. Um, I'm glad I can remember as much as I can. Um, uh, you know, had a number of, like, the people I've met. Number of them have passed on. Some cousins have passed on, unfortunately. Um, you know, grandma passed on. But uh, there's, you know, five more trips. Some, not a lot of them probably won't be as detailed as this, uh, this recollection. But yeah, that was Vietnam in 1994, southern Vietnam, anyways. And uh, thank you again for listening. Thank you for listening to me blather on for a bit. And we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>